family, I'm so happy to announce the launch of my brand new premium podcast. It's called Ideas That Matter Plus. This is an exciting new development that we've been working on for some time. This after seeing a lot of you request coming through saying thank you for what we've done and wanting more. Ideas That Matter Plus is a more targeted podcast that focuses on business strategies and more high-level thinking to help highly ambitious entrepreneurs, SMEs, business owners and founders, even the CEOs of big business. It only costs 450 Rand per month and will be coming in, but I mean coming in hot. So, subscribe now to Ideas That Matter Plus, now available on Spotify or Apple Podcast Store. Sayonara. It's time to take your seat at the table. Find out how with Vosi Tembeguayo as we discuss ideas that matter. A catalyst for bold action. Hello, family, and welcome to another episode of the VT Podcast. I've completely acclimatized to this now. I now consider myself a full-on podcaster. It's not yet on my titles or my social medias, but I think I've earned the right to call myself a podcaster. Last week's podcast was just unbelievable. This idea of gods and gardens. And if you haven't listened to it yet, might I recommend it? We've received rave reviews from all over. People saying we love the idea, we love the thought, and we love the concept. A dear friend of mine, a doctor based in KZN, Ululu, said something to me like this. She said, so I hear the content of the podcast, and by the way, Vusi, I love it. Then she said, you keep telling us a lot of the what to do, but you haven't yet started telling us how to do it. That's quite deliberate, is what I said to her. The work we're doing with this podcast is fundamentally aimed first at dealing with your mindset. You see, The reason a lot of people get new information, new education, they attend new programs and they get new forms of thought and inspiration and yet nothing changes isn't because they don't know what to do. It's because they haven't shifted their mindset to operate in a manner that allows them to do those things. So the work then for us to do is actually fundamentally work around shifting your mindset. This is why, if you think about it, even in the Gods and Gardens podcast, I spoke about these deeply held beliefs. They anchor us, they weigh down on us like gravity. And I made clear the point that all beliefs are learned. And if you learn to believe, that means it served a purpose and a time. If that belief system no longer serves this purpose you're fulfilling with your life at this time, why maintain the belief system? So most belief systems then, these gods in our lives, should be more like gardens. They should be spaces that we can prune, spaces that we can constantly curate to create the picture of our life that we want. See that? That's a mindset thing. That's not something you can take immediately and go and apply it in your life or your family or your business, but it is a way for you to start thinking. I'm doing all of this work just so we're clear to preface the fundamental work we'll do much later on in the podcast. I kept hinting this at the very beginning, that we've got a strong program of ideas of things we want to roll out, but I've learned 16 years working with audiences all around the world, 49 countries, over half a million people I've had the privilege of addressing now. If there is one thing I've learned, it's this. 
Great ideas will die if they land on fallow mental soil. So what that means then is before we start talking about the veracity and robustness of the idea, let's deal with the fertility of the mind, the soul where that mind will land. Today, I want to move to directly this concept, the soul. And here's a question for you. And this question should be the title of our podcast. I say this as I look at uh, Bernard, who is our producer, putting this together. This should be the title of the podcast. Does the shadow have a soul? Think about that. When you see someone walking and their shadow follows them, is that shadow a separate living organism? Does the shadow have a soul? Admittedly, at first glance, the answer is, well, of course not. The shadow is a function of an optical illusion, right? It's the way the light lands on the person and then therefore projects the image of that person onto a solid surface. That's the idea of a shadow. But that's the idea of the known shadow. Most of us have unknown shadows. Those unknown shadows are the little creepy crawlies that are sitting on your shoulder right now. They're those belief systems that are whispering in your ears as we speak. You ever walked into a room, found yourself in the presence of people, having a new conversation and thought to yourself, I don't even belong here. I shouldn't even be here. That, that's a shadow. Have you ever gone home to visit people you grew up with or friends and family and you immediately get reminded about how you grew up and you almost feel like a traitor for becoming who you've become? That, that's a shadow. And so the real question for you to ask yourself is this. It does that have a weight? Does it have a soul? See, the criteria for something to have a soul, as I define it, this is Vussi's third law. I don't yet have Vussi's first or second law. But third law always sounds good. It makes you sound like you've thoroughly considered this, right? Like it's a mildly scientific idea. Vussi's third law is this. For something to have a soul, it must first have the ability to form connections, and second, the ability to aspire for a greater purpose. That is how something has a soul. So in the year 1907, there's a fellow called Duncan MacDougall. He wanted to answer what is, in my mind, still a fundamental question. Does the soul have a weight? And so he created a research project, a medical research study, really. He titled it, and listen to this because it is a proper tongue twister, A Hypothesis for Concerning Soul Substance Together with Experimental Evidence of the Existence of Such Substance. Let me confess, I've read that title what must be over 15 times. I, even with my Queen's English, am still unclear about what it is that it's trying to convey. But Duncan's work is an interesting bit of work for us to think about. Let me also just make the point up front that medically his work is not considered to be robust at all. In fact, he's typically ridiculed and laughed at by peers in the medical fraternity. But there is, I think, in the underlying question he was trying to answer, something for us to concern ourselves with. Duncan's question was a simple one. Does the human soul have waiting. And so, Duncan sat next to six dying patients and weighed them. 
He weighed them pre the instance of death and then post the instance of death. He factored out things like excrements that would be sitting in the stomach and the air that would leave the body and the rest of it. And here's what he found. He found that at the instance of death, the human weight dropped by an average of 21 grams. He asked an interesting question. Is that 21 grams the weight of the human soul? Now here's why this is important. I'm six foot two, I weigh 105 kilograms, I'm 8.8% body fat, big, lean. But even I, at 105 kilograms, have to consider that if Duncan's work was even mildly robust, the part of me that actually counts, that forms human connection, that aspires for a greater purpose, that leaves an imprint, a legacy, the part that if it's lost, all is lost, is 21 grams. That's less than a percent of a percent. For most of us, this is a fundamental question to ask ourselves. What are the things that you're concerning yourself with that actually just don't matter? In the broad scheme of things, the size of the body or the weight of the body is not as important as the soul, the human connection. I think most of us live our lives in a similar vein. We're pursuing things that are completely immaterial. It might be the material wealth and riches that we're looking for, often ephemeral relationships with people that we have. It might be how we want to be perceived by society or whether or not we want to be thought at as a good person or a bad person or successful or not. All of those are completely meaningless. What matters is that 21 grams, it's the soul. So here are three questions for you to ask yourself. First, what feels real? What feels real? This is an important question, I suspect, because a lot of us spend our lives pursuing things that just aren't real. And I use the word real very deliberately. Notice I didn't say necessary or wanted or needed. I said real. And you know real once you've felt it. Ask a woman after she's given birth the first time she holds the baby in her arms and she will tell you what real feels like. Ask a father who's ever seen his daughter get into a biking accident and he'll tell you what real feels like. Or maybe ask even a person who loves their pet, their dog or their cat and they see the dog or cat fall ill or grow old and they'll tell you what real feels like. What feels real? You notice that the minute you concern yourself with things that feel real, there is actually a greater definition of what's more important in life. And that the things in part that we pursue and spend most of our times doing, guess what? They're not actually real. Second question for you. What feels right? So first it has to feel real and we've already defined what that feels like. But what feels right? Have you ever been in a situation, a confrontation, uh, augmentation of sorts, and you find yourself in a space where you have to make a decision, and that decision doesn't feel right? I can't explain it, but a bit like if you wore a suit and it didn't fit right. Have you ever gone to a party and just felt that the energy wasn't right? Have you ever met someone and they were telling you something and something just didn't sit right? That's what I mean, but what feels right? 
So concern yourself only with the things that feel right, the things that fill your soul, the things that drive your spirit. And finally, and this is the final thought in this week's podcast, is what feels robust. You see, for the soul to truly matter, it must achieve and attain something that is inspirational to other souls. That's the very idea of what it means to be an inspirational being. It's at the almost the bare essence of what it means to be a human being, is that we do something that feels and inspires others. It fuels their vaulting ambition. That, that's about doing things that feel robust. So I want you to ask yourself this question. Are you doing work that feels robust? Are you engaged in conversations that feel robust? Are you in a subject of study? Are you pursuing an education? Are you in a pursuit that feels robust? And the answer is actually very simple. As at the instance at which you're doing or in pursuit of that thing, do you feel more alive? It's such a simple question. Do you feel more alive? Do you feel like you're tapping into your inner soul, your inner being? Do you feel like you're living in your 21 grams? So this year, we started the project of doing this podcast. It's been a phenomenal success, and I want to say thank you to our friends at Sound and Sounds for their support. Next year, we have what I think is going to be a humdinger of programs and thoughts that we're bringing into your life. We're launching a new acceleration program. Watch out for it because I'm going to talk about it more and more. We're going to launch it on our social media platform. You can now join a VT acceleration program over a masterclass by simply paying a subscription service. And it's going to be a curated program that works only for the participants in that program. All of this is just to make the point. I'm at the stage in my life where I'm trying to live within my soul to fill my 21 grams. And what I hope for you is the same. I hope you'll spend your time, your energy, your love and commitment only with the things that fill your soul, the things that fill your 21 grams. That's it. That's our final podcast for the great year that's been 2020. And I say great because I'm being thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly unnecessary. It's been an abominable year. But that's it. That's our final podcast for the year. And I want to wish you, your family and your loved ones a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Be safe. And we'll see you on the other side of the bell that rings at 12 o'clock midnight. Cheers. We hope that you've drawn valuable lessons from this week's podcast. To partner with us, visit mygrowthfund.co.za or email info at mygrowthfund.co.za.